At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. This thing, man, Sports Coma, throwing it up. Shout out to the Black and Gold Nation. Appreciate y'all joining us for this episode of the show. And I'm trying not to keep you guys along uh, tonight on this stream. Much love to the fam. We're going to start off by giving a shout out, man, to them Tigers, man. How about them Tigers, man? How about them Tigers? <laughs> shout out to those Tigers, man. Uh, they win the College World Series tonight, man. It was a beautiful season for the Tigers. I am thoroughly impressed with my squad winning. The, the ladies handled the business. They won the championship. They handled the business. You know, we turn around here 
and then handle the business on the college in front. You know what this means? You know what this means? That means the championship energy started by brilliant women headed to the, the baseball team. And you know what's next? That energy transfers to the football team. There is a positive and powerful energy circulating around Baton Rouge and in the state of Louisiana particularly. Let's hope that this energy, this same championship energy that's spawned by LSU carries to the men football team and into the New Orleans Saints football team. Let's just hope all that being said. And then after that, let it carry into the goddamn Pelicans, why don't you? <laughs> let, you know what I'm saying? Let it, let's stay, let it stay at home, man. But first time in the history that uh, a – that uh, a college has won the national championship and a for the, the basketball wise, the women have won the championship and the men turn around and win the baseball. That's never happened before. So may that be many first down here happening, man. It's a great energy going on. And man, listen, let's keep it going. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all being with me in this episode of the coma. Much love to the fam. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the show. On your social media feed, man, our, our Tigers is tearing it up, man. They tearing it up, man, and they can't stop us. Shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being in there. Pam, and shout out to your OGs in the building as well. Good to see you, KB. Much love to the queens up in this thing. Teflon Don, shout out to your fam. OG to the third degree. Shout out, fam. Brother Roberts in this thing. Claude, shout out to you. Who that to you, my brother? He said, I'm glad they did. I'd rather not have them in the Who That Nation backyard. All right, shout out to the fam. Thank y'all, man. All right. Big ups to everybody, man. Zendel, I, I see you, fam. What's up, Brandon? Gundam. Shout out to everybody, man. Thank y'all for being in the stream. Okay, fam. We're going to cover this one. This one here is called NFL Passes on Saints as just prepare for hard knocks. Hmm? That is what's going on right now. They're saying that. Looking like the HBO series is looking at Aaron Rodgers in the Jets. Jets saying, no, we don't want it. We don't want it. But Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Kind of weird how things go. You know, we talked about when this Aaron Rodgers first made his trek to the Jets. And I'm like, man, didn't a Green Bay quarterback did that before? A Green Bay quarterback left Green Bay and went to the Jets? <laughs> man, I'm telling you, man, it's kind of weird how that stuff works, isn't it? But anyway, let's cover some of this, man. Let's talk about some of this stuff here. Got a few topics we're going to go over for you. And this is coming directly from CBS Sports as they talking about it, fam. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are reluctantly preparing for a 2023 Hard Knocks appearance, according to some reports here. So NFL may be forcing the show. And that's something probably that's going to end up happening, you know, and we'll see how it goes. It appears it's happening like that. So I, I can understand why it is. Me personally, if they would have said the Saints, I, I don't care one way or the other, I, I would have. Really like to see uh, an extra camera angle or two in here to break down the story. But, man, it's all to the good, man. Whatever, man. If the Jets get it, they got it. We just got to keep it going. All right, so anyway, the Jets have commanded more headlines this offseason. They picked up Aaron Rodgers. And in doing so, you know, it appears that they could be on the hard knock 2023. Coach Robert Sala indicated earlier this month that his team is not interested and welcoming HBO and NFL films, the do films, the document fiends <laughs> for the incident. Club runs up to the uh, runner up to the 23 season, but the Jets are one of four teams eligible to be selected according to the league's criteria, which exudes 
excludes teams with first-year coaches or recent playoff contenders. New York also has pushed back against potential selection process or selection privately per NBC Sports, but the NFL doesn't have an abundance of alternatives. So behind the scenes, the Jets are pushing and saying, hey, man, we don't want this here. We got Aaron Rodgers here. And, and, and listen, Robert Sella's a good coach, man. He's a motivational guy. At some point, you know, he's going to turn this team around. He's going to have the Jets relevant again. Getting Aaron Rodgers does help. They have a few pieces offensively to speak of. His, his bones is more on the defensive side of it, but he has a lot of motivation. He's a, a, a very tough coach, and he's a good coach. So the Jets made a good decision by getting him up there, getting Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, that thing. I don't know how much he has left to give them, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, what what, what division they sitting in? Up there with the Buffalo Bills? So Bills are probably, what, Miami, the Jets, Dolphins, and who's the third? Who's the fourth team? The Patriots. So you're looking at the Bills right now. The Bills have the power, but could the Jets kind of gain on them a, get, a, a bit? So we'll see. But they don't want none of that in the <laughs> – None of that around there. But see, you know, the thing is, I understand why they don't want the extra cameras there because it gives them an insight on their process and what they're doing. So they don't show everything. You know, they kind of, you know, certain things that don't, they don't, the team don't want to be seen. They kind of put it in there and they kind of clean it up. But the, the reality is, you know, regardless of not, man, and this is just my, my, my frame of thinking. Like in life, period, you're going to deal with you're going to deal with stuff. Your players are going to give you stuff to deal with. Sometimes it might be coaches that give you something to deal with. We got to deal with it. So we, you know, but they thinking that, uh, you know, hard locks can stop them. But, I, you know, like I said, when we look over the hard knocks thing and, and if the Jets get it, they get it. And I can see why they're doing that. The, the, the big lights of New York, the big city. And Aaron Rodgers. So I can I can totally get that. I can totally get that. Why that would pale in comparison of you coming and following Dennis Allen around and Derek Carr and the rest of the Saints. It, it just fits better for them to see Aaron Rodgers. He's, he gives them more star power. I, I get that. I really do. So, but at the end of the day, man, I don't know if I've ever heard the team say, man, if it wasn't for Hard Knocks Life, I, I we wouldn't have got to. If it wasn't for that gosh darn Hard Knocks Life. We wouldn't have never gotten to a Super Bowl, man. We wouldn't. Have, we would. We, we. It's because we missed the playoffs because of hard knocks. No, 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 no. I think you missed the playoffs for something else. But it's all good, man. Look like it appears, man. Right now, it's not etched in stone, but according to several reports, they're saying that looking like HBO is pointing at Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. So there it is. So there are a lot of the who that nation they can breathe a sigh of relief or. That the that uh, it appears that the, the HBO cameras are not pointed this way. So anyway, let's move on to the next topic here. Shout out to our friends at the Saints News Network. As this one talks by an NFL QB predicts Derek Carr will thrive with the Saints, and, and that's not the only person. I've heard several different columnists and uh, former players talk about Derek Carr. And how he looks in the Saints building. And, and of course, they're giving their analysis on how they think he'll behave in the system. So let's hear from uh, these guys as they talk about it and get a little piece. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear this.
All right, hold on, fam. Let me run that back because I don't think y'all can hear that. Hold on just a second. Let me kind of fire that back up. Give me just a second because I don't think y'all can hear that. Hold on just to beat. Uh, hold on. Give me just a second. Let me fire that back up again because I'm pretty sure y'all couldn't hear that. All right, here we go. That is. Now, when you're a young quarterback coming in the league, there's a bunch of stuff you've got to get good at. But when you're a guy who's been played at a high level and been paid at a high level, you need to be three for three in the following categories. We've got to be able to take shots down the field. Those two, three, four, five times a game when an opportunity presents itself to make a play down the field, you've got to be money when it comes to pushing the ball down the field and take advantage of those opportunities. The second thing, we got to be able to move the chains on third down. It's inevitable. It's what young guys are working on and what older guys are savvy with. So you got to be money on third down. And then when, once we get inside the 20, we cannot just run the ball or try and trick them with a win. No, we've got to be able to throw with timing, accuracy, the right tempo on the ball, and be able to read some complex coverages and sniff out some complicated pressures. So you got to be able to push the ball down the field, win on third down, and be money in the red zone, which is why I think the New Orleans Saints are going to level up because their new veteran quarterback can go three for three in those categories. Let me show you what I mean. You see him right here climbing in the pocket, and he's throwing his receiver open. This ball is let go before the receiver's open. He's just trusting it in quarters coverage with the corner's back turned like this that he's not going to be able to make a play on this ball. So as Derek is climbing in the pocket, he's still able to push the ball down the field with accuracy. One, get the ball out of his hands, and two, do it with accuracy. That's 40-plus yards down the field. Derek Carr, over the last couple of years, has actually been one of the better deep ball throwers despite having a lot of different receivers. He hasn't had Devontae Adams for five seasons. He really only had him for one. And so his ability to push the ball down the field is going to play out really nicely when you start talking about Chris Olave, Mike Thomas, some of these guys who can stretch the field. But you can't just push the ball down the field. you got to be money on third down, too. Let's take a peek at this. Here we are, third and seven versus a really good Broncos defense. And they're going to play a form of brackets coverage right here where somehow they're able to isolate Devontae Adams on one-on-one -on -one matchup, but it's an inside-breaking route versus an inside-leverage defender, which means, yeah, the wideout's got to win, but two, the quarterback has to be patient enough to give him time to win and then deliver a ball with accuracy. So let's take a peek right here, third and seven, quarters pre-snap, three-man rush. But they're bringing six. Derek climbs in the pocket, buys time, and able to find that void in the middle of the defense for a big third down conversion. Now, the personnel in New Orleans, now he doesn't have Devontae Adams, but he's going to have Alvin Kamara. I mentioned Mike Thomas, who's been elite when he's been on the field and winning one-on-one -on -one matchups. And Chris Olave, who's a young superstar. And Jamal Williams just added that backfield as well. So best believe they're going to be using backs, tight ends, and elite outside receivers be able to win on third down in New Orleans. Now, once we do push the ball down the field and win on third down and we get inside of 20, we got to be money, right? And it's not just accuracy. It's the tempo in which we throw, the trajectory, layering the ball, and deciphering really complicated defenses. As that field space shrinks, the amount of coverages they can run shrinks, but the more amount of pressures and brackets we see goes through the roof. And so a lot of things, they can run kind of two or three or four different coverages out of the same pre-snap look which means once you say set hut, you have to decipher a lot of information really quickly. You also have to have that timing and accuracy. So here's an example 
Hunter Renfro one-on-one matchup. Again, they get a quarters look to the field right here. This is an outside breaking route versus an inside leverage defender. And, you know, Hunter Renfro does the rest once he gets the ball in his hands. But right there, that ball, if that's underthrown or behind him at all, that's the other way. Derek Carr is now trying to get him make a tackle. But it's not. It's thrown exactly to the only place where the defender can't get a hand on it and the receiver can get two, able to make somebody miss and get in there. So New Orleans, in that wide-open division of NFC South, new quarterback in Atlanta, new quarterback in Carolina. They're going to have to be really good on third down and really good in the red zone to be able to complement that defense that they've been building the last few years in New Orleans. Derek Carr, what he was in Vegas and what he was in Oakland, I think was better than everybody thinks and better than he was given credit for. And Dennis Allen was with the Raiders. He knew exactly what he was getting in Derek Carr. Him and Pete Carmichael, and really the offense that Pete's been running for a long time with Drew Brees and then a little bit with Jameis and Andy Dalton, and then now with Derek Carr, it's a complicated system that requires the quarterback to manage and process a lot of information. But just think about this. Derek Carr played for John Gruden. I would put him in that same category. And then has been playing in Josh McDaniel's system the last year. Again, that's as complicated system as we have in the NFL. So you've got not just a veteran quarterback who can push the ball down the field, win on third down and be accurate in the red zone. You've got somebody who can manage large volumes of information and make very quick decisions. All right. All right. Thank you. That was Jordan Palmer. Discover a healthier, happier you with Beganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. Uh, brother of Carson Palmer, who played, he played in the NFL. Both of those played in the NFL. Of course, Carson Palmer had a better career uh, than But you can understand uh, the game that Jordan Palmer was laying down. Has some very good stats on Derek Carr. I'm aware of, man, to be quite honest with you. Was unaware of a few of the stats uh, that he talked about. The 10,302 passing yards on third down since 2014 leads the NFL. Very interesting stat. Uh, to have up there. And, and, you know, you can find several different stats like that that'll kind of impress you on car. And of course, the game, we will have to see how it all translates. But from a historical standpoint, you have to respect the fact that car does acclimate. You have all these different systems that you talked about, and he has success in these different systems. Despite the fact that he was benched last year, he still made the Pro Bowl. So, I mean, he's had success in all these different systems. Remember, it's his sixth system, sixth offensive system in 10 years that he's been in the NFL. So, how does, you know, how does that translate with what the Saints have? We'll have to see that in time. So, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all uh, listening. That was a pretty good breakdown there. All right, St. Gomer, shout out. He's keep the protection on the old line for Carr, and he'll get us. 10 to 12 
dubs. Yeah, he gets the and that's like I'm saying when I studied his game just when he first got here, just looking at what Carr's game is, uh, how he gets the ball out. The, the, the his best throw is the, that deep throw when he gets that ball downfield. And I mean, there's it's no waiting on it. You know, like we seen last year, while wide receivers had to wait to the ball to get there. No, he's going to put the ball out front of the wide receiver so he can run up under it and get there. So that's going to really be big, big for guys like Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed, guys like that that got that speed element that just take off and you just put the ball out front. I run up under it, guys. He's going to do that. Drawing the deep ball, but also have a, a touch on the deep ball. That's one of his best passes. And he does a good job of spreading out of uh, his passes as well. Short and intermediate stuff, he does a real good job on too, based on uh, the film that I studied over from the last several years of being with the Raiders and just not just looking at his stuff in camp. So it's uh we'll see how it all looks in the end, man, but we'll see. All right, Ethan, thank you, man, uh, for giving some shout out, man. He says we could honestly be 17 and oh, <laughs> it's everything went good enough as these schedule sinks ever had. Well, you know, I kind of take that schedule stuff with a grain of salt. We do have a lot of of uh interest, a very interesting and young teams on our roster. And we do have a mix of teams that's on our roster that are on the back end of their dominance, so to speak. We're talking about Tennessee. We're talking about the Minnesota Vikings. We do have several teams that's on our schedule that tend to look like they're on the back end of their dominance. You see, you see what I'm saying? Tannehill, there was a quarterback taken in the first round, so we know they're trying to get Tannehill out of there. How did he, he respond with all that? And, of course, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, the Daniel Hunter mess, uh, them getting rid of uh, the running, fantastic running back they have. They got rid of him. So, you know, how does that all look look going into the season? You can't expect them to be as dominant as they were when they had all of these people. Uh, uh, Delvin Cook is who I'm referencing. So, I mean, in the end, we do have quite the – interesting schedule a lot of young people we got carolina with a young quarterback we got atlanta with a young quarterback we got tampa bay who's just i don't know you know whatever they are so we got interesting teams on our schedule that saints should show up and uh have some success but like we've known over time the saints always seem to at times play down to their competition hope that's not the case this year hope we step up so but good breakdown by Jordan Palmer, man, as he talked about cars, showing cars some love in this thing, man. And it was pretty cool. Listen to the breakdown, him talking about the different throws and the weapons that the Saints have as well. So it'll be pretty good to see that happen with the Saints. And of course, a lot of people can't wait to see, man, to be honest with you. So Carr can be three for three. Former NFL signal pointer Paul pointed out that if you're a guy who's been playing at a high level, and been paid at a higher level, you need to be three for three in the following categories. Number one, able to take shots downfield. Number two, able to move the chains on third down. And number three, able to throw with timing, accuracy, and right tempo on the ball and be able to read some complex coverages and read complicated pressures. Derek Carr says the Saints are going to level up because their new veteran quarterback can go for three for three in these certain categories. The weapons, we already talked about the weapons that he had uh, in terms, and we talked about that at nauseum. Michael Thomas doing dead lips. We've seen that. We know Chris uh, Olavi's due for a big year. Rashid Shaheed as well. Elvin Kamar has to get through his legal matters. We have Jamal Williams here. 
Jawan Johnson looks primed for a big year. Foster Monroe is healthy and going to contribute. Taysom Hill is the weapon that he's always been. Jamal Williams is added to the mix. And whoever else the Saints bring in that they'll use in in a very fantastic fashion. Ten-year veteran is not a slouch in the pocket. Carr reached over, you know, he reached 35,000 passing yards in his career with only with only 32 other players in the NFL history, seven active reaching that mark, according to the Saints radar 360. Eight times he's tossed 20 plus touchdowns in a single season with Andy Dalton at quarterback. New Orleans started to push the football downfield with Olave and Rashid in the second half of 22-23. Palmer considers Carr one of the better deep ball throwers. And then I've been saying that for a while because I studied his film. And Jameis Winston, it's, it's, a, it's a difference. You got a guy that can throw the deep ball and get the ball down the field. Like Taysom Hill could throw the deep ball, but he don't have an accurate deep ball. Taysom Hill to throw that goddamn ball downfield and go out of bounds. So, I mean, it's like he's throwing a punt, so you, it, it really doesn't serve us any good. You can throw the deep ball, but do you have a touch on it? Do you have any accuracy on the deep ball to get it down where it's supposed to be? And Carr, that's his best throw. That is by far his best throw, and he it's easy and effortless. It's almost like, the, you know, how he throwing the ball out there, man. It's like how you got to – most guys have a wind-up to get the ball down the field. The dude is like – it's. It's like effort. It's like breathing to him to throw the deep ball, to throw a 40, 50 yard pass down the field. I mean, it's almost like he throwing an inter- intermediate pass. That's how easy the throw is, but that's his best throw. Improvements on third down, red zone improvements on third down are necessary for Carr. Here's the reason why. During his time in Las Vegas, he had a passing rates of 35.3 on first down, 35.5% on second downs, and 27.1% on third downs. One possible reason for his limited number of passes on third down, only 136 could be due in the presence of Josh Jacobs on the backfield, who may have been a key part of the team's offensive strategy. Also, he threw 287 passes over for over 57% on seven to 10 yards to go. His passing percentages fell 18, one, uh, 18.1% on 11 plus yards, 17.3% on four to six yards and 7.4% on zero to three yards. So Carr can win in the immediate, in the intermediate passing uh, passes, especially to Thomas or Alavi. with Dalton, New Orleans was 21st in scoring touchdowns in the red zone at a 52.08% uh, down from 58.93 and 21. To sum it up, Palmer believes that Carr will do well with the Saints, a veteran quarterback who can push the ball down the field, went on, you know, went on third downs and be accurate in the red zone. You got someone who can manage the large volume of information and make quick decisions. That is absolutely very true. As as will Carr be successful in 2024? We shall see. Now, what's intriguing and interesting is, is he's right. He he does process stuff. I got to give him that. He does have the ability to kind of see stuff and and get it out of there. He does have a quick release. He can get the ball out. He can throw the ball down the field. He does throw an intermediate, an accurate intermediate pass. And that was not the case early on. He was mostly a, a deep ball thrower. He had to work on the intermediates, the short and intermediate stuff and get it accurate. I remember him, a bit, uh, 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 interview about that some time ago, about him working on his short stuff, his short and intermediate stuff. And he did that. He did improve upon that. And like, it's, it's all about environment. Like if you have a player that was somewhere and the environment was toxic turvy, it was dysfunctional. 
How do how does how do most people function in a dysfunctional environment? You see, it's only uh, not too many people can function in a dysfunctional environment. And how do they do that? They just kind of put themselves in a bubble of functionality and they just move through that environment. Right. They kind of stick to the principles that they were they're taught and take their time and have a plan and just implement the plan, you know. And most of the times, a lot of the dysfunction happen because you don't have a correct course of action. You don't have a, a correct plan. So is do the saints represent a functional environment for Carr to thrive in and be successful? That's the big question. If Sean Payton was here, you would think about it's like, well, that was Sean Payton's environment. He had his problems, but is he was a lot more functional than what we currently have because he knew what he was supposed to do to keep that environment in check. You see, there's no perfect coach, but at the same time, is this environment conducive for successful car? Well, only time will tell 150 million. The saints are banking on it. That's a lot of, uh, you know, that's a lot of, uh, money to be throwing at the quarterback saying, what we think this guy can take us to that next level. We really do believe in this guy. So from an offensive standpoint, I don't like we and I've said this before. Carr is not the Saints savior. He's a guy that comes here because he wants to have deep playoff runs. Because I think he, how many times he's been to the playoffs? One time in his ten in his ten years, I think it is. Like he was on one or something like that. Not a lot of playoff success. And I think that is in part why he's so much disrespected in the NFL world by other people, and they'll just downgrade him because he didn't have the playoff or the postseason success that you would anticipate him having. So does the environment help him here and thrive and be, and you would have to think, you know, that the saints have done everything. Dennis Allen and, and Mickey Loomis have done everything in their power to try to make Carr feel comfortable in the saints environment. They've given him former players uh, that he's had Foster Monroe and, and uh, Brian Edwards are two guys that he played with. I don't know if Lynn Bowden was. I, I don't know. I think Lynn Bowden played when when Bowden was there with the Raiders. I think he had a, a short stint where he played with Carr too. But and then you know we're not speaking about Jonathan Abram, Jonathan Abram on defense, but they've done everything they could do to kind of make him feel a certain kind of way. And even Mike Thomas was the one that was really uh, adamant about adding Carr and working with him and talking. And it appears like we finally going to get a healthy. Michael Thomas, which is a big plus to the success equation because it's certain players that I know for a fact that won't sit idly by while the team stinks. They're going to cause, they're going to cause a, 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 a fuss. They're going to get animated. They got guys that don't want to lose. And I'm glad to see Michael Thomas healthy. And I really pray that he stays healthy for the entire summation of the season because his fierceness and his competitive nature you know, in many regards, it's going to keep guys focused where they're supposed to be. You know, you know what I mean? It's unlike last year. Like we had guys and Elvin Kamara is great at what he does. He really is. But we often last year when the team was stumbling and bumbling, lack of leadership and everything else was happening. You seen certain players kind of tally off. They went <laughs> start having, you know, keep hope alive speeches and all this rhetoric as opposed to address what they were supposed to be doing, which is the dysfunctionality in each one of the rooms that they were coming from. 
oh, it'll be all right. Oh, we'll be fine. That approach. And people was like, dude, you're not going to be fine. Your goddamn boat's on fire. Oh, it will be fine. You know, some water from outside or wash over it and put the flame. Now, I think you might want to go and put that out for the next thing you know, the boat doesn't sink. So we, we, you know, and, and the, the key to it also is when Michael Thomas says, this is la- this is one year left on his contract is put up a shut up. So it's going to be a certain uh, era or a certain energy in the building of let's get this done. And Carr has not had postseason success as you would think a quarterback with them kind of statistics should have with all that. And you can blame it half on him, blame it half on the Raiders. And that's really what you can do half on blame on the Raiders. Cause they were dysfunctional all kind of ways with all them damn coordinators and, you know, half on him for whatever reason. So he was, he did the best he can do. I imagine it just wasn't good enough out there, but with him coming here, will that be enough to change things? You have to think so to a degree. And he won't be all by himself in that. He, you, that's why the Saints surrounded him with all that talent. And then, and then there's the defensive side, which we'll get to momentarily. All right. Shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all. What's up, Muse? Shout out to you. Good to see you, baby. Much love to you. Appreciate you being here. Quavadia, shout out to you, brother. Good to see you. Brother Roberts in this thing as well. He says, uh, Traquan Smith is going away. <laughs> People tired of uh, Traquan Smith, you know? Uh, Ethan says, do you agree if we did have Sean Payton, we would have a higher chance to? Oh, we absolutely. Just your honest opinion. But Dennis is still underrated and an elite defensive head coach. I would agree with you, Ethan, that, uh, this, yeah, there'd be if if you had Derek Carr, Sean Payton was here and Derek Carr was the quarterback. Eric, that, that's that's a foregone conclusion that uh, they'll be yelling Super Bowl. They could they'll be saying that this could be Sean Payton's probably his best team that he's ever had. But that's what I'm saying. It's all about the head coach to a degree, because even though Diff, Diff, I don't agree with him being the elite defensive head coach, he's a, he's a coordinator. He has yet to prove that he's a head coach. Now he's head coach by title, but he didn't, he really hasn't proved anything to us. It's, it's almost like we got a, a, a team full of people and Carr is a part of it, even though he got the buck 50, that a lot of people, he hears that stuff about him being a middle of the pack guy. And that's because of a number of factors, including the fact that he hadn't had much postseason success. And he hears that. So he came to New Orleans to, to, to remedy that. He believes that this will be what it takes to get him to the next level and beyond. He's looking in like Michael Thomas is saying, or like Cam Jordan is saying, speaking of Cam, let me play this for you about what Cam said about this said quarterback. Here we go. What's the expectation with this group? You got a new quarterback. You got Derek Carr in there. What do you look at with this team coming into this year? Nobody ever has walked into a season and be like, ooh, I hope we win 10 games. No, I'm trying to win each and every game that we play. My expectation is to be 21-0, 22-0, whatever it takes to get to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I want to beat each and every team we line across, every tap, every tackle, who I'm never going to know their names, but like every dud that's out there, we're trying to beat the brakes off. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. 
Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm trying to get to each and every quarterback because, I mean, the mentality is we have potential. You know, we have – the reality is we have potential. The mentality is we we want to, as a defense, take over each and every game. And there's no allowance to be like, hey, I think we could be a 12-5 and five team. I think we can win each and every one of these things. And every game that we lost, every game that I've lost in my last 12 years, there was a chance where we could win them. There's been – there's never been one point in any game that I've been like, hey, man, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think we're winning this one. Until you know the the buzzer the buzzer ends, um, and every in every game whether you lose whether there's you know whatever it is, you look at the time you're like all right well shoot there's four minutes left and we're only down three points four minutes left they're down four with four minutes left and down ten there's been there's been chances to win, and even in those games that you do lose you after you break down the film you pinpoint all right well second you know second quarter third and six you know we could have got off the field here, gave the, gave the offense uh, the ball back and that could have been an opportunity to score. But in, in what really happened is third and six, they end up scoring and that's how you lose the game. Defend every, each and every yard, each and every blade of grass. And we won't have to worry about that. So if you say, what do I expect? I expect the Super Bowl. I expect to take Derek Carr, DC four back to Vegas where, you know, he just left to have a return run at the Super Bowl. That's Cam Jordan. And that has to be the sentiment, right? Cam is also currently sitting on a one-year contract. This is his final year, and he and be don't be surprised by uh, what was it? July, late July, sometimes in July, you hear the Saints announce an extension uh, with the, with uh, with the with the best defensive end we've had down here in Cam Jordan. So he's thinking Super Bowl because Cam doesn't have one. Neither does Carr and and some of these other guys. So it's like with Cam, it's it's a uh, it's a feeling. Okay, we've done this. I've accomplished some of this stuff because remember he would speak about the sack record. What's left for you? Because you you meet, and this is what I do from time to time too. Because I'm a I'm a workaholic. I'm a guy that kind of I'm a visionary workaholic type of guy. So I'm always looking to accomplish certain things. So when I accomplish certain things, like if I set myself up to do certain things that some certain people are not doing. I kind of look at the time frame and how long it will take me to accomplish what I'm doing. Do I have the proper amount of resources to put that together right now? And if I don't, what do what, how long would it take for me to arrange said resources to get to that point? That's how my mind works. Right. But in it's, it's similar to some of these other players, like a cam Jordan, he's accomplished the sack record in new Orleans, 100 and what was 115 and a half sacks. Sank's going to give him a two-year extension and he'll have um, several more years to be able to put on top of that total to, to, to get him. And, man, Cam going to be so far up there. Man, the next guy that comes along to catch it, man, it's, yeah, they might not ever get that. 
this you you guys are probably watching that 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 sack record is never gonna get caught. You know, you know, it's never gonna get caught until years and years down the line. But anyway, the mindset is okay, I got this record. Now what's left for Cam to prove, you know, for himself? Well, he's been an elite defensive end for some time in the NFL. He's always been a guy. He had missed many games, well, one game or something like that due to COVID that he missed, you know? And then on top of that, you look at everything else, he wants a chip. So the mentality, you bring Carr here for a buck 50, gives the Saints a quarterback at the top of the position. Uh, you at the key position on the team, then you look at a guy like Michael Thomas, who has Saints restructured him. He had a one-year deal. He's a prove deal, basically. You got Cam on a one-year deal. They're going to eventually extend out. But what would a guy like successful people like a Cam Jordan or a Michael Thomas look to do? They always have something that they got to do to prove to themselves and ultimately to everybody else. It's got to be a chip. For Cam, it's a chip. In the last couple of years, Cam Jordan has been talking like that. He's been talking about this, that, you know, this and you know, a chip and all this kind of. He wants a chip. He wants a championship. He wants a Super Bowl. You know, you know, he's getting close to that line, fam. He's getting closer and close to that line. And really, they feel like Carr is the answer along with several other people. That's why the Saints are so, so packed with talent here all around. So, especially the offense, man, let me tell you, that offense is phenomenal. All right. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it's it's going to be cool seeing that, man. It's going to be cool. Yeah. All right. So anyway, fam, let me uh, take a few questions. Y'all got a few questions. Throw it at me, fam. I'm not going to be here long I'm about to skirt on up out of here. Quavadia says a healthy old line will be the key to a great season this year. We need all hands on deck this year. Absolutely. Well said, man. Well said. Ethan says, I also think the Saints will join John Gruden in August as a <laughs> will sign John Gruden in August as a head coach. Dennis Allen needs to revert back to defensive coach. He is not best for offense, but goaded as being a defense. He's a good defensive coach. He is. I can't take none of that away from you, Ethan. You're absolutely right. Dennis Allen is a very good defensive coach. He knows how to coach defenses. He really do. Unfortunately, as a head coach, you got to know more. You got to be able to do everything, you know, and I've, I've seen our offense suffer under Dennis Allen. I've seen our special teams suffer. So you can't totally just be fixated on the defense and the Saints being the defensive first team. It, it, that won't cut it. That offense has to get going and he has to be able to know what to do when the offense is not kicking tail or the special teams is not working. You know, that that's another thing we have to watch out for. So, yeah, he's absolutely. I disagree on the John Gruden thing. John Gruden has a, has a lawsuit against the NFL right now. We did a story covering it, too. A writer did a really good job laying out the particulars of what's going on between John Gruden and the NFL. That He has a lawsuit against the NFL, naming uh, NFL and Goodell by saying that they poisoned his reputation and blah, 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 blah. So he got a lawsuit going on with them until that lawsuit settled. I don't see John Gruden signing with anybody. And, and I'm not saying it's not possible. But John Gruden would, you know, he's going to have to do his his thing when you if if whatever happens, because he did say some stuff that pissed some pissed a lot of people off. So my, some people might not want to see him here or, you know, it's different things like that. And Saints kind of look at me as a team that don't really want that kind of smoke. 
Like they really surprised me on the Carl Granderson thing. Y'all remember all of the particulars and we covered it at the time, all the stuff that was going on with Carl Granderson and the fact that Granderson went to jail, the Saints still held on to Granderson. They believed in him. They believed in Granderson. And he ultimately, he got out of jail and came and came to the Saints. And ever since then, he's been a model citizen. So yeah, it, it, you know, everything is, everything is, uh, Everything uh, is not always written in stone, but, you know, anything's possible. But Ethan says Cam and DeMario are going to be impossible to replace once they retire. Yeah, the Saints. And that's the thing. Also, you got to look at it's like you have Cam, DeMario Davis, Tyron Matthew. Uh, You have some people on the team currently right now that are, you know, stalwarts to the team. Like you have a defense, a very veteran led, very productive older veteran led defense. Like you have Cam and DeMario and Tyron Matthew at each level, you got very good players. So the young guys have to be able to kind of merge with them and they do their thing. Even though looking at the team, I can see how the team is being built that you're looking at it at being led by its offense, which is, that's what it's going to take to get there. That's why car is so important to what happens in new Orleans. You know, like I said, you're not counting on Carr to be the savior for the Saints. He just have to do, you know, just not turn the ball over and do some of the things he was doing with the Raiders, with the Saints and all of the stuff that they have. Like you have, uh, it's just amazing how how much success we had over the years when Michael Thomas was healthy. He had no real compliment. Like he was doing all that by himself and he had Traquan Smith as a compliment and Traquan Smith's radically inconsistent. And then you do the same thing with cam cam never really had a, a solid compliment. It's been pretty much cam. And then you'll throw a junior Gallette in there. You'll throw a Trey Hendrickson in there. It's always been cam by itself. And during all that time, he was still able to beat double teams, sometimes triple teams to make plays happen, to disrupt plays, to get tackles in the backfield or sacks in the backfield, or even create uh turnovers for the team. So, We've been fortunate to have guys like that and a Demario Davis. That's basically he's kind of stabilized the QB position. I mean, the, the, sorry, the, the linebacker position uh, for the Saints because prior to that we were playing musical chairs at the Q at the at the I keep saying QB the linebacker position uh, for the Saints, and he came and stabilized all that man. So a lot of people never seen them, and they knew he was good, but they didn't realize how truly good Demario Davis is. He fit the Saints defense like a glove, man. And he's been very good for us for a very long time. And the saints have to have a different mentality because they've had several veteran linebackers that have come uh, of being uh, either being released or have come up in trade uh, rumors. And I've said this before about guys when Devin white popped up there and then you had other guys that popped up in trade rumors. Now you can look at a guy like Pete Werner and understand, man, listen, you sometimes you got to look at the player, the player be telling you, you know, you watch what they're doing and they'll tell you everything like, okay, this guy still is, he's a good player, but he does not know how to play the game where it's a balance. Like what a Cam Jordan or a Demario Davis do. It's not dumb luck. Those guys are able to play all them games. It's really not. You got to know the balance. You got to know your body. You got to know how your play style fits you. And it's a line. It's right in the middle. 
of physicality and intelligence and logic, how you supposed to play. And them guys, they play within that in that zone, right in that area, right within the middle of that line where they don't when where they don't, you know, get too physical or you, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's a it's a it's a line It's right in the middle of that line. And some guys don't know how to do that. Some guys don't know how to find that line. A guy like Cam or Demario does. It's not because they're that God loves them more than anybody else. <laughs> That's not the case. The case is they know where they supposed to play in terms of how aggressive they supposed to play versus how, you know, it's all of that factors in as opposed to you just throwing your ass up into the, you know, making a tackle and just throwing yourself into the play where you can get hurt. You know, even though that looks good, but you, you can't do that, especially if your body is not made for that type of work. And that's why the man really keep getting banged up. You can't, you, you got to know how to play, but you got to play smart is what I'm saying. You're going to play like Alex Anzalone did on the back end of his career where he was scared to make a tackle and he would pile on the pile after the pile was done. You know, so no, you can't play like your hair on fire one moment and then scared to make a tackle the next like Alex Anzalone did for us. No, you, it's a balance in that. Demario Davis and guys and like him and Cam Jordan, they do that all the time. You see, they do that all the time. All right, so anyway... All right, uh, St. Goma, shout out. Says, question, Q, any prospect of a change up in Carmichael's play call? Any new offensive coaching support in our coaching staff? Um, we know about uh, Coach Curry in the mix, and we knew he was sought after uh, in the mix. So it's the change up you would probably kind of consider with Pete Carmichael because Carmichael doesn't run the uh, offense where he's the only word, you know, like he's the offensive uh, 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 you know, uh, a micromanager, like he's the guy you, you y'all just gonna listen to me. No, 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 no. He doesn't do that. He really, he takes input from guys. And I think when you have Curry, Carmichael and Carr working together, I think that that is, that'll be more of a favorable approach because you give Carr a quarterback now that everybody recognizes as the guy, right? $150 million quarter. It's no question. It's his team. It's he's leading the offense. So, and what I like, what I heard from Carmichael and Coach Curry, when we covered their interviews several shows back, that Carmichael, and I played this, Carmichael said that we talked to Carr and we asked him what plays that do he like to move. And I remember this is all around the time frame when we was dealing with the John Gruden stuff and where Gruden snuck in here and snuck out. And I was challenging reporters. I was like, y'all got any pictures of this? There's no pictures of him being there, right? No pictures. Nobody took any pictures. That was they they start reporting that stuff after the fact that he was gone. When they see somebody see him leaving, nobody seen there was no pictures. I never seen any photos of John Gruden being there, even though he was there. But I would have been interested. I was just throwing that out there. Y'all got any pictures y'all can show of him being over there? Well, of course, none surfaced that I've seen. If y'all seen anything, y'all let me know. But but you see with Carr there, Carmichael made mention of that during an interview, recent one that says that we were asking Carr, which plays do he like to run? And when I heard that, I was like, there you go. That means success because what happens is if you're doing that, that means he's going to make the offense his own. And he's been in the league for 10 years. So, you know, there's plays that he likes to use that he knows like the back of his hand. Now, if you can take whatever those plays are, and I'm pretty sure they're similar to whatever the Saints running and kind of equate and mix them together. 
you're going to have some success. Like I mentioned, I said that about LSU uh, when we went on our undefeated run and won the championship, the football championship several years back. That was the mentality that at the time our, uh, Coach Ogeron took with his staff when he when uh, they went in there and they took uh, Joe Burrow and said, listen, we're going to wrap this offense around you. What plays do you like to run? And it turned into success because when you do that, you give you give them all. He's going to give you all his favorite plays and the ones that he don't like. And if you if you give them those and they can kind of merge them together, we you're going to see some success because he knows those plays very well. So I like that mentality and getting insight from Pete Carmichael. And Carmichael says he talks to him and they communicate. So that's a positive right there. That's a that's a positive. And like I said, if anything, Carr represents explosive. That's plays simply we just didn't have. We didn't have the explosive plays to blow open games or to create leads instantly or to get into games from leagues. We might be down by 10 points or so. And the next thing you know, the Saints up by four points. There's now it was 10 to nothing or, you know, now it's 14 to nothing. Now it's 21 to nothing. Didn't you see what I'm saying? So he rep, he, he, to me, watching him on the tape, very dangerous because he'll bust a lead on your ass real quick. I'm just going to keep it real with you. Thank you for the question, St. Goma. Shout out, man. All right, Gundam says they said the same thing when Cam was, was a rookie on who will step up. Saints will be fine. Thank you, fam. Appreciate that. All right, Ethan says, uh, also, fun fact, Drew Brees is the GOAT, and Brees had a lot of bad luck from not staying healthy or having top-tier defense, but Brady played three years longer than Brees. So, yeah, Brees, uh, the savior of the, yeah, of the Saints not having that much talent. Drew Brees was a special case, man. And, that, and that's the thing, like, too, we got to be careful. And I know you're not doing this, Ethan, or nobody's doing this, but I'm just saying at, overall to do that nation, we got to be very careful of people trying to compare, like, if they say uh, Carr will have to be like Drew Brees for the Saints to win a Super Bowl. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to be. It would be nice if he was, but nobody could be Drew Brees except for Drew, just like nobody could be Tom Brady. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. You know, Tom Brady was a, was a, was a different dude. He was he was what he was. It takes a lot for you to be able to win as many, a lot of luck and 
stuff like that and scandals and he'd be able to come through them scandals clean, but be that as it may, Tom Brady was that guy, you know, he was that dude, you know, crazy enough. We'd have picked up Tom Brady when Drew Brees contract was up. Saints probably have two Super Bowls here. Crazy how stuff work, isn't it? Crazy. That's why it pays not to be indecisive. When you see opportunities, you got to seize it. It don't, it don't pay to be indecisive. Saints were indecisive. But the car, I don't think car is Drew Brees is Drew Brees. You, it's just two different guys here. Totally two different guys. You're talking about Drew as a guy, total cerebral game. Not saying car doesn't, but Drew Brees, total cerebral game. I don't know too many players or quarterbacks in particular that would go out and practice on the practice field. And Drew Brees would go through an entire game mentally. He'd be out there throwing the ball around from pretending his first quarter, second quarter, going through game plays in his head, visualizing it with nobody out there except for him. He'll go and get out there and do this and do that. He had outer-worldly, ridiculous, uh, accurate, accurate ability. He could throw. Uh, he was so deadly accurate. Even when his arm... Uh, strength kind of dissipated on he was still deadly accurate and that's the thing that kind of marches in beyond but drew Brees's game was cerebral he was a guy one of the smartest quarterbacks that ever do it you talk about a guy like peyton manning who's an intelligent dude but drew Brees's game was cerebral like peyton he had to work hard on it not saying drew didn't but you could tell peyton was like you know uh, yeah, he was out there, you know, he doing this. That you, you it, it, it just looks smoother with Drew Brees. Everything looks smoother with Drew, like he had a handle on it. He knew what he was going to do. He had the timing down pat. He knew where guys was. He knew what spots on the field he can throw the ball to when not to get in trouble. You see, he knew how to throw guy throw guys open. He knew where they wanted the ball placed. He knew all of the little idiosyncrasies that these players had. Like a guy might, uh, if uh, Michael Thomas said, hey, Drew, put the ball a little further out toward the sideline and I get it, you know, put put it on, a, on you know, just outside my right shoulder. You know, he he remembered a lot of that stuff. And that's why he has success with not only one player, but multiple players, because he knew where they were. He knew where they were. He knew how much time he had in most cases. And his game was cerebral and everything was, you know, and that's how he was built then with his accuracy. So, yeah, I, I doubt they'll have too many quarterbacks that can mimic what Drew Brees did uh, coming. And, and Carr is not that, that his game is not Drew Brees's game. No doubt about it. It's, that's He's a total different type of quarterback than what Drew Brees is. Carr has been blessed with the ability. He has a rocket for an arm. He can get that goddamn ball up the field and create explosive plays. We don't want him to we don't want him to make a lot of mistakes. We want him to keep his mistakes down. But at the same time, the Saints also have a running game. So and it's not just one guy. And we have different type of runners. Like we have Elvin Kamara that can turn in. He, you can line him up as a wide receiver if you need him and a decoy. And I mean, we have so many different things surrounding this guy that it'll it's gonna really help him. Offensively speaking, and the Saints still have a very Solid defense. I, we got a lot of different pieces at it, and I really think the defense will improve. Our defense is, from an interior defensive line standpoint, will be nastier than what they were last year because the guys that they brought in here are nasty, violent defensive interior men, especially that big Saunders. That dude there, man, is 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 mean. He's uh he's uh he's uh, you know he's relentless. 
So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. My only question is, uh, Will Lutz looked good in training camp. We need our special teams to return. We need Will Lutz to to get back to his his form, his uh, golden form. We need him to get back to that. And we really need our kick return and punt return people to really step up and start blocking to give our kick return and punt returners opportunities to flip the field. And who knows? Maybe we can start scoring touchdowns on kick return and punt return. We totally forgot all about that part of our game. We can score on three different ways. We can score through our defense, obviously offense. But what if we started getting touchdowns on our special teams? Wouldn't that be cool to get two or three uh, special teams touchdowns? That would be that would be very nice or, you know, or even flip the field to give Carr instead of him starting all the way back beyond the 20. Maybe we can get him up there around the 40, 45 or close to midfield would be nice. huh? So when everything works together, man, it's proper harmony. So we'll see how it all folds. But yeah, Carr, man, it's a total, total different quarterback than what Drew is, man, to be honest with you. All right. All right. Saints say great athletes put the time and discipline in their craft. Steph, yeah, oh yeah, 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 a great point, man. Kobe Bryant, you know how many I remember watching a video, man, and and, and rest in power to, to the late great Kobe Bryant. I was watching old film of him, and it's a it's it's a certain mentality and mindset, man. You think about it. And Michael Jordan had it. Kobe Bryant studied Michael Jordan, obviously, and then put his own spin on Jordan. To the point where people, because at first people were saying he was mimicking Michael Jordan, and he was mimicking Michael Jordan. He had all of Michael Jordan's movements down, everything. And then he became, then he just changed, he just took it to another level and did, you know, and just became Kobe. He established his own name. He used to talk about all the time how did he become, you know, how did he get to that level? And he talked about how many hours that he would spend in the gym before and after games and you know he had been there shooting by himself and it just it just amazes me you know how it, it how and the word is dedication that's what it is if you really want to be great at something it takes a insane amount of dedication but not dumb dedication you know you have to be able to be smart about it because you don't want to do something at the detriment of those around you. You see what I'm saying? It has to be a balance. Like with all, all energies, all energies that are positive have to have a balance to it. And that dedication energy also has to have a certain balance to it where you don't negate or sacrifice other forces around you so that you can get the end result. You know, you don't want it like that because in the end, you're going to end up with what you have and nothing around you. So you want to have a balance where you achieve that and more. You know, a little, little game right there. I'm dropping game. But Kobe Bryant, you can have many videos on YouTube. Y'all can pull up and listen to him talk about what it took for him to get to that level. You, you, It's just unbelievable. Michael Jordan, too. And really, you listen to him, and they both they sound just alike of what they're saying. I even watch uh, uh, great coaches do this, talk about it the same way. Like all the great coaches, like the coaches, K, Coach K and all them. You read Coach K's book. Guess who he's talking about in the book? Guess who he studied in the book? So it's always a great person becoming a great person, studying a great person, you see? And then the game is, can you become greater than that person or can you put your spin on it? So it's a key. There's no doubt about it. It's a key. And once you find that key, you know, you, you, it's, it'll be, you take it to that next level. Absolutely. 
What's up, Hemisphere? Shout out to you. He says, Q, is there anything uh, to prove Gruden was in the building, but with the law? He says, hold on. Q, there isn't anything to prove Gruden was in the building, but with his lawsuit with the league, I'm sure that was discussed and agreed not to speak with the media while he was in the building. Yeah, that that this is true. That's what that that was the point I was making there. Thank you, uh, Hemisphere. The Gruden, that's what I'm saying. Gruden has a lawsuit with the NFL. We covered it on the show. Uh, that's why I don't, that's why he doesn't have a job right now in the NFL. And um, really, right now, most of the news agencies are not going to touch him either right now. You know, so until that gets solved or whatever the case may be, uh, we'll see how it works. And that don't necessarily mean that he'll get a job after the fact, depending on what goes on with that. You know, the NFL has a way of kind of blackballing your ass, you know, and making sure you don't, you see what I'm saying? It is a way, trust me, is a way. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah. All right. Gonna say I'm excited about defensive guys. They nasty. Them defensive linemen, man. I keep saying it. What's up, Kimo? Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you. Louisiana, man. Shout out to you. Much love. All you appreciate you. Country rail. What's up, fam? Appreciate you. All the family members, too. I forgot uh, people was talking. Robert, I think I gave St. Doug. Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you. Uh, Jane Doe. Shout out to you. Uh, Brother Kevin. Shout out to you. Good to see you. Kevin McKnight. Tragic. Big ups to you, Morgan. I see you. Trey Joseph. Much love, Roger. I see all y'all, man. Appreciate y'all being in the stream. Much love. Always like to give my people a shout out in this thing as well. You know, I think it's Poppy Five Hundred Four. Big ups to you too, fam. Much love. Yeah, but that that's the big thing, man. Is you know with the Gruden thing. I don't know. The Gruden's kind of hot right now. He wasn't as hot as he was after he said what he said, and then um, he blames the NFL for leaking information about him that. He says damaged his reputation where he can't get work. That's what he said. So um, whether he gets back in the NFL, we'll see once his lawsuit. Now it's supposed to, when is this lawsuit supposed to happen before November? It's supposed to be before November or sometime around there. We're going to see because it's supposed to happen this year. So we'll see. Uh, what's up, Colorado? Shout out to your fam. All right. Gunner says Goodell is stressing Gruden. Got a lot of skeletons <laughs> emails in this closet. Yeah, he said that they leaked them. That's what Gruden said. That's how they got him. They said, the NFL, he said the NFL leaked them, and they had denied it on television. But when the legal documentation came out, they did not deny it on paper. Okay. It's a difference. It's a difference. And that now, and, and I was like, okay, hold on now. What? And as an organization as big as the NFL and as litigious as they are, you know, and dotting the eyes, and they're not perfect, but you know, I, I did notice that. I did notice that. So we'll see. Brother Slim, shout out to you, says Painter better put up a shut up. Yeah, man, we got a lot of stuff going on in terms of the defensive line. I think uh a lot of our young defensive linemen will surprise, bro. In particular, I think we'll play solid as a unit. That's what I'm looking forward to. Everybody step up and do their job. And I think we'll be fine. I just need the offense to get online. The offense gets online. The defense will be fine. Our special teams, that's a whole nother thing uh, as well. So we'll see how it all looks. And then, of course, that's that whole thing dealing with Dennis Allen. You know, when you know when I play this, everybody know what I mean. Yeah. So that's what it's about, man. For real. That's how it's going down. <laughs> They're going to have to show me. That guy right there, he's going to have to show me what time it is, all that, man. So 
Anyway, with that being said, let me clock out on that. I appreciate y'all for staying up late with me. Much love to the fam. Uh, once again, big ups to the Who That Nation. Congratulations to the Tigers for winning the College World Series, man. First time in college sports history that a that the women's basketball team and the men's baseball team won in the same year. And listen, it is big because that means that the next big shooter drop coming into the season will be the football team. Could we keep this energy in state with the Saints and the Pelicans? Hopefully we do. But anyway, the football team is up next. They won. They went to the SEC championship in the first year and beat Alabama. Got eviscerated by Georgia. But this is a whole nother year, man. This is this, this great. So congratulations to our fighting Tigers, man, uh, for a job well done. It was a, it was a special team, man, watching it during the season. I knew we had a, a, a very elite energy on top of it. I'm like, man, this team is special. You can sense it and feel that and feel that it's different. It's a di- it was different. So, and they won. So, congratulations to them. All right. So, with that being said, let me get out on that. Uh, please feel free, family, if you hadn't already hit it, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the, all of the damn buttons, light them up, your notification bells as well. Also, feel free to go to our community section and join our email list. Uh, all you have to do is put your email in and click uh, subscribe, just that easy. Email and click the button. Bam, you're on email list. Do that because that's a way we keep account of everybody. Just in case, uh, you know, you're not getting your notifications. There's a way now where you can get your notifications. Just go to our community tab and put and just join our email list. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. I appreciate y'all, man. Much love to the family. I'm going to holler at y'all on our Patreon special tomorrow. Much love. You yeah. Huh? Boogie like prison. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that Where we do that, where we do that Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that Boogie like this and I'm a who that Sports coma, this is where we do that Welcome, welcome, welcome Somebody please better help Running this thing like elf Thank God every day I'm not a felt Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped Been marching in, that was way for the ring I was yelling out your shame for the championship Fucking on town, duck down Falcons, pluck, get shut down Panthers ain't much touchdown The vision really belong to us now So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL When things seem fishy, then you probably smell The crooked referees are Roger Goodell Love like this and I'm a who that Every day I'm living, I'm a who that Lose all winning, I'm a who that It's the sports coma, this is where we do that Where we do that at where we do that, eh? where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, eh? boogie like this, and I'm a who that, it's the sports coma, this is where we do that, you're listening to the sports coma, yeah. with Big Q and the guys, on the PRO Media right. Network.
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.